Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast. Again, being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And again, we're continuing our series of stories from home. The reason? There's still nobody traveling out there, folks. The intro you just heard is from this week's guest, John Strong. And that's his recently released single, Into the Wind. Stay tuned to the end of the episode where we'll play the song in its entirety. Thanks for listening and have a great day. I tried to justify the danger. I tried to rewind, rewind my soul. A better days before the pain. Hello. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. As we continue our stories from home, since nobody has any travel stories, since nobody is traveling. Tonight, we've got a special guest, a gentleman named John Strong, and he's out of Utah. And John, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, Steve. Uh, I'm John Strong, like you said. I'm out of uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. I believe you and I have known each other for roughly 15 years off yep. and on. Not real close, but uh, we get to meet in our travels. If you know when, when and if we do travel, been in our business for about 20 years. Let's see. What else would you like to know? Who is self-quarantined at home with you? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, that would be my wife, Jamie. And she actually is able to work from home as well. She is a legal secretary here in Salt Lake for a the Utah Juvenile Defenders Association here in Salt Lake. So she she helps administer and do all the day-to-day stuff for the attorneys for the state of Utah. So was she working from home two, three weeks ago or no? No, no. She was actually at at the office. Uh, They have an office in downtown Salt Lake City. And they actually the day, I don't know if you heard that we had a quite a significant earthquake here a few weeks ago. I did. Uh, She was told to start working from home the day before that happened. So we had to go to her office that next morning. Um, there was a little bit of damage to like the walls and stuff, a couple cracks in the old old Salt Lake buildings, and uh, we had to you know get her computer and notebooks and things like that. But she's been at home with me uh, since then. So I was I had an out of town trip up to Idaho Falls the week before we were told to start staying home. Okay, so. I have been home approximately two and a half weeks now, so this will be Jamie's second week that she's home, and we've been sharing my home office, but that's been a little made for some long hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it seems like eight to eight to five goes really slow, and then from five oh one to ten at night is just zooms fast. Zoom, zoom fast. 
I, I had I had read on on the internet or saw a meme that described working from home is your wife is on a MacBook Air sipping a cup of coffee on the sofa, while the husband has got dual monitors pounding away on the loudest keyboard that Best Buy sells, and that's <laughs> kind of how it is here. My wife my wife's in the education game, oh. and she started working from home last Thursday. By Friday at noon, she was exhausted. Um, <laughs> With you or the process? The process of just, but you know, we've got two dogs. We've got three kids that are home starting at 19, working their way all the way up to 27. Oh, are they just there for the quarantine? No, they're they're, there. We've got them in three different colleges. So two of them work. I'm based out of Orlando. So two of them work at the theme park, which has been shut down. Right. The other one is work, works at a pet store and she's still going to work uh, for the most part full-time which is good but you know mm-hmm. you don't realize all the interruptions and of course being new to being home you know she keeps seeing laundry and dishes and stuff and that's that's a tough one I'm sure you're like me that over the years you've perfected a system of you know I know it's when it's time to go to work I know how yeah. to work and then the, the the issue that that I run into and I'm sure that you're the same is you end up working more hours you know it's right just, yep. With yep. Them. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Our, our scheduled eight thirty to four thirty, really is more, you know, seven thirty to whenever <laughs> question mark. That, that's exactly you know, it. Because you, you feel, ob, you feel obligated. And of course, when you're on the road, you're in a hotel room and there's nobody else there. So you're like, okay, I can watch TV or I can do work. Um, right. But, what have you found the hardest thing to adjust for you being at home versus being on the road? Well, that's a good question. I have noticed first um, with the close proximity to my wife and I, you know, you know she only flipped me off once last week. <laughs> which you know I feel that was pretty good and it was it was deserved because evidently me not knowing anything about her job but trying to chime in and give her advice just doesn't bide too well so she wasn't telling you that you were number one no 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 okay just checking (laughs) no no and you know who am I to like hey maybe you should do it this way you know, doesn't really work when I know nothing about her position. So, <laughs> but me, you know, you're probably a lot like me where, you know, I have a six state territory that I have to manage. So all day I am instructing technicians and people the best way to do things. So absolutely, yep. that's been difficult for me because I've been doing it for so long. And then I kind of have a little bit of a bossy personality anyway. So she's my only go-to when it comes to, you know, instructing lately. So the, one of the hardest parts has been just adjusting to my wife and I being together 24 seven, which I love my wife to death. Don't get me wrong. And, uh, but you know, our kids are older and they're out of the house and stuff, but they, we've been doing some zoom video chats with the family which is nice and and lately zoom has been having this service for free so you don't have that 40 minute you know maximum video call so that's been nice but the you know the close proximity with her has been a little challenging but we're we're making it work and we're getting through it 
and uh, she is my best friend, so it's easy that way. But I miss, you know, I do miss being on the road. I've been on the road for so long, and, you know, my wife is used to me being gone. You know, if I'm home too much every once in a while, if I have a little lull in my schedule every once in a while, she'll she'll nudge me and say, hey, you need to go you need to go somewhere or you need to go do something. And <clears throat> so that's, I've missed being on the road. Um, I do miss the face-to-face that I have with my dealers. I have been doing some Zoom video calls and whatnot with my closer, closer relationships with some, some members of dealers that I have. So we've been keeping in touch that way. I think that's, you know, just being, being off the road and kind of stir crazy sometimes I feel like I have to catch my breath and just take a breath and say you know I keep saying there's there's something I got to be doing there's you know there's somewhere I got to be and I just I just have to kind of slow myself down it's it's and, tough I mean this is the longest I've been I've, I've I've been a road warrior for 20 years this is the longest I have been home ever um, and my wife and I, she usually has that discussion with me around Christmas because we have that kind of downtime between Christmas and New Year's. And usually by the 3rd of January, she's kind of starting to hint around of, you know, what do you what do you got planned? And and I was right. telling one of, one of my friends the other day, I usually when I'm home and I work from home, I usually go out and, and do a couple mile walk in the morning. So on, oh, nice. Tuesday, on Tuesday, I picked up all the trash down our main street. So I'm picking up pizza box. Yeah, exactly. I'm picking up pizza boxes. So this morning, I kind of went down the street of the neighborhood and flipped all the flags up on the mailboxes, figuring I'd give some entertainment to the mailman. It's, oh, nice. uh, yeah, Just exactly. for fun. Yeah. So I've got to step up my game for, for tomorrow. But I think the biggest thing that that I see because I love to cook and usually I'm probably like you, we're gone four nights a week, come home Friday, you know, you don't mind growing out and stuff, but you know, fixing food every day. um, That's probably one of the biggest things is, you know, with five of us in a house plus two dogs, these people eat. It's like, good Lord. (laughs) You know, I'm a big beer guy. I always like to drink local when I'm out running around. So I'm always looking for breweries. Do you travel more by car or by plane? It's a little of both. I, I really get frustrated with the airports. Um, anything over a five hour drive, I'm allowed to fly. So most of my territory, like my closest, my closest dealer is about three and a half hours away, minus the dealers, the couple I have in Salt Lake. But, uh, and then our biggest dealer, AIS in Vegas, they're about five hours away from me. So. I usually just drive there. The last time I tried to do an emergency flight down there, it took me about an hour and 15 minutes longer to fly home than it would have if I would have just drove. And just all the stress that I get with, you know, you get with airports and people and security and your luggage and all that and rental cars and shuttles. Oh, yeah. uh, Would you get on a plane right now? um, Probably. You know, I would probably be okay with it just because I'm not all sucked into the media hype about this this business. And that's really frustrating to me because of the way the media has just blown this so out of proportion where the media is the reason why no one has toilet paper or bottles of water. 
That's you it. know, if you just have common freaking sense and treat it like the flu that everyone gets every year, you know, just just be mindful. Keep your hands clean. Don't freaking yeah. touch your face and just common sense. And it's just frustrating that way. But to answer your question, um, I fly and drive both, but uh, I rather drive because I don't mind driving and then I listen to a lot of podcasts and audio books and stuff so okay. and music of course so it uh, I like to do that and I like the quiet time I'm, I'm kind of like you I've my threshold my regional office is about six and a half hours seven hours from here so mm-hmm. it's kind of a roll of the dice I the week before all this really hit and we got pulled off the road I drove to Atlanta just because I didn't want to deal with the people in the airport uh, but I wholeheartedly yeah. agree that the airport is, uh, you know, especially th- this time and, and the panic with the water living in, in Florida, we're, we're subjected to hurricanes and, and sure enough, water gets sucked up pretty quick because that's, that's probably going to get shut off. I don't understand why water is in short, such short supply. And as far mm-hmm. as the toilet paper, I want you to have toilet paper too, because your hands, I mean, you need it as well as I do. And that's, exactly. yeah, that, that really is. And it's, you know, it's uh, the fear of missing out. Like, Oh, why, why is he, I mean, if somebody had started grabbing beef jerky, we'd have a beef jerky sort, shortage on our hands. And that's, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the, that's the thing about it. I, and I'm not a germaphobe. I don't know anybody. I've talked to a bunch of road warriors. I mean, all of us have been doing this for years. If you've been doing it for years, you're not a germaphobe. No, um, I mean, you certainly don't lick the TV remote, um, if that's even a thing, but right. I don't, you know, I don't think a lot about that. And this has actually gotten me when I go to the grocery store. Now my wife's grabbing the little wipe to wipe it off where three weeks ago, it's not something that I would have done. Right. Uh, so you mentioned podcasts. What kind of podcast do you listen to when you're on the road? Um, I listen to a lot of music production, okay. uh, songwriting, uh, the business of music, like uh, record labels. Uh, there's a few record label record label podcasts out there. So <clears throat> I like to. I've been learning about the process of songwriting. You know how to start a record label, how to run a record label, the the best ways for promotion and marketing and things like that. I listen to a lot of that stuff. Uh, my wife has a guilty pleasure of she listens to a lot of like criminal podcasts like uh, murder and yep. stuff like that. That's uh, a but, that's a huge genre. That is man, crime oh, junkies sure. and all that. It's huge. Yeah, crime junkies. Yeah, that's one of her favorite ones. Uh, and criminal with Phoebe Judge. And I so I like those a little bit. She's kind of sucked me in a little bit, but uh, that's pretty much it as far as podcasts go. Okay. And I know you're a music guy, right? You've got, you've got some music, music out there. And I think you'll be kind enough to give me some to put on the tail end of this with all the links. Definitely check it out. If you're a singer songwriter type person, I think John fills a, fills a definite need with it. I've listened to it. It, It's good. And so have you picked up some tips from those music podcasts? I mean, could you, could you self-produce music and make money or do you still have to go to a record company? Well, I appreciate that. First of all, yeah, that first single that we just released, I say we, it's kind of, it takes a small village at, at my house. But uh, from what I've been learning and the way the process works, I mean, the, the record business is, is super cutthroat and 
there's a lot of people that go go about it a lot of different ways and with me the way my personality is i've just over the years i i'm like i just really love music and it just um, blows me away how someone can create this song you know and create like write a three minute thing about an emotion and then portray it within three minutes you know and it's just it's always been fascinating to me and, and then and then time. to get get somebody to buy into it during that three minutes that's that's the other side of it i mean i have no yep. musical ability um one of the uh one of the kids in the house plays guitar by ear and i'm just i'm consistently yeah. amazed that he can pick up a guitar and you know a few hours later has gotten down a green day song pretty close right um, oh exactly just, yeah and it's that that to me is amazing and, and i like the backstory i'm a uh, you know, I, I get caught in that YouTube vortex or funnel. My wife and I saw Toto not too long ago. Mm. The next thing I know, I spent, you know, the better part of three or four hours reading about everybody in the band of Toto. And I was like, you know, that's <laughs> that to me is the story behind it is the song is written. But, what, you know, what's the backstory to it? And and to me, that's what. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Know? And that's a great point. And that's really, that's a, a real important thing about like a, a a specific vein or to the music business too. Like first and foremost, at the end of the day, it's all about the song. And if you can create this, this beautiful piece of work that tells a, uh, tells a story that people can relate to, um, it's super easy and fun and catchy and sticks in your head. I mean, there's a lot of chemistry to to creating a good song. And that's basically been my premise about when starting a record label with, you know, it all starts with the song. So if I'm going to spend all this time and energy and money creating a record label and getting people to sign under under me, you know, I don't have time for just mediocre music. It has to be, it has to be something that's special and really resonates not only to me, but I think to a bigger audience too. So that's what I've been learning over the years is how to craft that kind of song that people would enjoy to listen to, but would also, you know, they would also relate to and maybe help someone that's going through something that... And I you think know, that I think I think you're right with the relate part. I mean, I know for me, in in phases of my life, like my wife and I, we dated in high school. We broke up afterwards. Oh. But the goofy Christopher Cross song "Sailing," whatever year yeah. that came out, 1980. It's a goofy <laughs> song, but that ho- that's kind of one of those place placeholders in my life. And when we we our first <clears throat> date, we went to an Alabama concert before anybody knew who Alabama was. So I totally agree. You've got to have that relatability. That right. you've got to get, you've got to get that hook, whatever it is. It it could be that they're a fan of pizza or they're, you know, whatever it is, yep. but you, you get that hook. And that's, <laughs> that's what I always enjoy the story behind the story. And I know there's a story about the song that you just released. Right. Know, that's behind it. And that's, I think that's what go transfers over to the listener is, okay, yeah, I can relate. Or I, you know, I, I know that he's being legit with it. So. Exactly. And, and to add to that point too, a lot of artists who are real popular, um, they do have that backstory that you were just talking about. And a lot of people can, their fans can relate to their backstory. Uh, just a typical, for instance, uh, 
I don't know if you listen to country music, but uh, Thomas Rhett. Yep. Him and his wife, Laura Aikens. Thomas Rhett's dad is Red Aikens. Anyway, they, they were high school sweethearts and blah, blah, blah. And so they've kind of grew up in the, in the scene, so to speak. But I think Laura Aikens has more or just as many followers as Thomas Rhett. And she's just a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, and it's just people who love them and love their life and they love their story. And then Thomas Rhett just writes music about, you know, their life basically. And everyone just eats it up and loves it. Yeah. But again, the music is really good, you know, for, and it's unique to them, but it's popular and people enjoy it. So, yeah. I know. Well, that's great. I mean, that's that's something. Any other hobbies besides that? I know that you guys also have a podcast as well. Yeah, we. Uh, my wife wanted to kind of get something going. We've been married. This is our both our second marriage, so uh, we've been married eighteen years now. Okay. Uh, we don't have any kids together, but but I have two older two older kids, and then she has one. So we kind of blended blended families, but. It's been really nice and it's been a struggle, but the last probably 10, 12 years has been really good and we've kind of figured things out. So she wanted to create a, something that would maybe help other people. And it's, it's called Our Strong Connection, which, you know, kind of a play on our last name, but um, just our strong connection about marriage and relationships. So we talk about issues that we've gone through over the years and then we try to you know you know the challenge with podcasts how you have to keep the content fresh you have to get something new out there all the time so we have we have 17 episodes out and it's on uh, pretty much every podcast platform so you could find it you know by our our strong connection And so we went through the first five or so just basically explaining about us and our relationship and, you know, what we would, things that we went through. And, and, you know, now we're just trying to come up with, with new interesting topic ideas to, you know, to keep people interested, but we're getting there. You know, if, if we have consistent content, I, I see the numbers on our Libsyn account where we can, we see that listeners are pretty consistent, but if we have a two or three or four week lapse in episodes, it, you know, that, that drops off a bit, but we we're close to about a thousand downloads on our podcast, which isn't a whole lot because we've been at it about a, a year and a half, I think. Uh, yeah, but, but that's, that's not nothing to shake your head at. I mean, you're right. Consistency yeah. is the, is the key. And I will put, I will put the links in the, in the show notes to their podcast. And I encourage you to listen to, you know, it's about relationships and, and there's days when the two of you are in sync yep. and, you're, and you're recording and there's days when the two of you aren't. And it's like every couple, <laughs> um, I will bring my wife on probably two or three times a year after a vacation. Mm-hmm. But other than that, she could care less. You know, she really, <laughs> She lit, you know, she's like, I, I live this. I don't, you know, I don't need to hear about you going here or there. And so we recently took a trip to uh, Savannah right before pretty much the shutdown and we went to a cooking mm-hmm. school. And so I brought her on for that. But other than that, 
Uh, I mean, to be able to open up that side of you, I don't, I don't know if I could do it. I've got, you know, that's a tough one for me. There's been a few episodes that have been real difficult to talk through. And then when you see a little lapse in our episodes, you'll know (laughs) that's the episode that we had trouble with. But uh, I I know exactly what you're talking about. And Yeah, we've had that too, where we'll do a vacation and we're all set. I've got, you know, some questions for her and then it's just kid's car breaks down or there's something and it gets put off for a week or a week or two. And it's, it's tough. I don't think we could do a, a weekly schedule. Uh, yeah. Most of my, most of my stuff's recorded on the road. I take a, a microphone <laughs> on the road and, you know, seven o'clock on a Wednesday night and uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina, I fire it up and, and go to. Yeah. Town, so. Oh, that's cool. So has I this. Do have a, I do have a portable backpack full of uh, mobile podcast equipment, but I end up, I haven't used it yet, honestly, just because I, I was thinking about starting a, like a, a musician artist podcast and then interviewing local artists in the states that I travel. The, you know what? I think that would go a long way. There's a guy that I follow out of, actually, he's a, uh, a boot salesman for uh, Rodeo Boots or Lucchese Boots. But mm-hmm. that's kind of how he started. He started interviewing these people when he went into town. He travels just like we do. Mm-hmm. And, but he's interviewing people from all over. I bet, if, I bet if you honed in on those local musicians, you know, on a Wednesday night in, you know, wherever you're at, Nevada or, or yeah. California, I bet, I bet you'd get some traction with it. There's, there's a lot of unknown, really good local artists where I, you know, where I travel. And it's just amazing how a lot of these people get overlooked just because they don't, they're not with a big label or they're not, you know, they're not well known, but they have a little niche where they, you know, can, can be themselves. And it's, yeah, I've been thinking about doing that, but I've just, I, gosh, I have so many other things. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like we have all this. So, so speaking of all, all this extra time that we have now, have you done yeah. any chores around the uh, strong manner? that oh, needed, needed to be done? That is a great question. I'm going to show you this is actually a diagram of the patio roof I'm about to construct on our the back of our house. Well, there you go. So I've been working on that, getting, getting all my ducks in a row for that one. But uh, we just moved into a new house last July so it's a little bigger yard and the guy who was here he just he it was almost a religious thing for him and his yard work and so there's so many things I have to learn and the different plants and flowers in this yard I have to take care of and so I've been doing a lot of clean like spring cleaning cleaned out all the window wells all the dead leaves and stuff with, with all my free time, I've cleaned out the junk drawer. So you're way oh. ahead of me. But I did. I actually, probably 20 years ago, I bought a house from a guy, probably the brother of the guy you bought your house from. But his yard <laughs> was immaculate. It was like Edward Scissorhands. And, and yes. within 18 months, it looked like it looked like something from Sanford and Son because I had no clue. You know, there's tumbleweed going across the front yard. I had no idea what I was doing. So, That's um, hilarious. We have cleaned out the spice cabinet. We've done the gutters. We've done under the bathroom sinks. 
Oh, um, nice. Yeah, we haven't built a puzzle yet. A lot of the, a lot of the guys. Oh, yes, we're in the process of building a 1990s puzzle. Are you? Uh, yeah, in our kitchen on our kitchen table. Yep. There you go. We usually do one that week between Christmas and New Year's, and and mm-hmm. um, I think we donated the ones that we had to the goodwill this year because we we have not broken out a puzzle. Um, somebody said the other day that living like this is like Vegas drinking at whatever time of day it's acceptable. We're losing money by the minute and nobody knows what day of the week it is. And it's, that's, <laughs> and I'm starting to, I'm starting to feel that, you know, we're on, I've been off the road, I guess, like you since the, roughly the 16th and we're looking at, you know, probably another few weeks of this. And my company really hasn't put a mandate or they did not put a mandate out that said, don't travel until, it really came out nationwide. They were like, if you're not comfortable, don't travel. And that was right. even in, even in the early mid part of February before this got, you know, really, really out of control. And, yeah. um, and I think on the other side, and, and you may agree or disagree, I think we're going to see a different way of working on the other side of this. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, people that thought they had to be in an office face to face, I I think those days may not, may be gone, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested. I I've been thinking that too, but I haven't had like a picture of what it's going to look like yet. Yep, I I um, agree. I mean, I, <clears throat> I I agree. I don't know. I I agree. One thing or two things. There's either going to be a ton of babies in nine months or a ton yeah. of divor- a ton of divorces. I'm not sure where. I'm I'm mid fifty, so. And then a a lot of AA meetings. Yes, that's the <laughs> other thing. We have we were talking about the other day. We've gone from buying beer at a six pack at a time to a twelve pack to now a six pack and a 12 pack. So uh, we're possibly one step away from a 12 step program. (laughs) Oh man. Well, John, I appreciate you giving me some of your, your evening, your afternoon. Look in the show. Oh, I appreciate your time too. Oh, I mean, I'm going to put links to John's podcast, to John's music and the show links. Check it out. I encourage you to uh, to definitely follow them on the podcast uh, if you want to hear a good husband and wife in some of the, the normal struggles that we all have that, you know, you figure out that you're not in this alone. Everybody shares some of the same struggles. John, again, thanks. Yeah. Everybody, everybody else, I usually say travel safe, but we're not traveling. So everybody be safe. And thanks for listening. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Have a good one. You too. So a
was obvious you would not get here I feel like I too could disappear Yeah, we're holding on and on to Promises that won't be kept Hey, wait a second. Don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at HypeAmerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again.